0: we weren't ready for this level of press. So we had a tiny little Facebook page with 63 likes, you know, and very little <laughs> description. And the only thing Fox News could find about us was that tiny thing. And the guy's were going, God, this is just such a scam, such a ripper. It was really funny, but it's gone on to do really well in the UK. And we run uh, around two to three events uh, a month in London.
1: This is the Ideas Lab podcast, where you can learn from great creative and entrepreneurial minds how to turn your ideas into original businesses, books and brands, because in a crowded world, it pays to stand out. This is your host, John Williams, bestselling author and founder of the Ideas Lab London. Adam Wilder is founder of Togetherness, helping people explore meaningful connection with themselves and others. Adam has run some remarkable projects, and in this episode, he explains how he had the idea for the first Togetherness Festival, how he created a silent dating event, shh, dating, and how he organised a group of people to break the world record for most number of people spooning. Adam, welcome to the Ideas Lab podcast. Hi, John. Glad to have you here. Now, you run... Well, would you call it a Togetherness project? I don't actually know the official term.
0: We call it Togetherness. It's an organisation to cultivate a more meaningful connection, to give people the tools to connect more deeply with themselves and others wherever they are in the world.
1: That's a, a big mission. So tell us what that looks like now. What, do you, what, do you, what does Togetherness do?
0: Right now we run uh, retreats, we run festivals and uh, we run talks and, and workshops. I see we're developing some online courses as well because we want to be able to reach people wherever they are.
1: Yeah, that's cool. And how did you how did you have the idea right at the beginning for togetherness? And what was it back
0: then? Mm, I've um so I've mainly run my own businesses. I've I've hardly worked for other people since uh, you know, my twenties. And my businesses have always involved some way where people could have like a richer more enjoyable uh form of contact with each other so i ran um the biggest burns night in europe um which was great i love kaylee right so we you know it was all about kaylee and feasting i did a, a hot tub um bar in hackney wick uh, i did uh, immersive comedy in in I did one with Stuart Lee in, in this um, old Victorian cemetery in East London. Um, I, I used to perform and do comedy. So I've always been interested in um, people uh, relating more, more deeply. I ran a speed dating company, which still goes, actually, called Shush Dating, Speed Dating Without Talking. And I found it really exhausting, John, to to have different brands and different audiences that didn't join up and different ways of, of speaking and i wanted to just have one thing that i could focus my energy in uh, and i didn't know what it would look like but um i had some idea like oh it'd be nice if i ran a festival to bring all of this together and then the, the real catalyst actually is that i went to someone else's um festival in london and it had some of the things that i I like, you know, some of the workshops and courses I think are good, but the way they did it, uh, I really didn't like, you know, I thought it was way too pseudo spiritual and pseudo scientific. It felt like a kind of 1970s Eastern European, um, kind of, uh, what do they call it? Like stag do or something. It just felt a bit <laughs> yeah. weird, you know? <laughs> and, and I'm quite sure,
1: a, a 1970s Eastern. His spiritual stag do is Eastern
0: European new but anyway, I'll take your word for it. It's as um, bad, and yeah, it was—it it, was—it was bad the way they're the presenting things, and and I felt that a lot of the stuff they're doing here is great, but they're doing it in a way in which zero point zero one percent of people are interested in. Everyone else is going to find this really weird. You know, they're going to find something wrong with it. And I just had this very, very strong feeling that I know how to do this better. I know how to do something better than this. And I, I decided pretty much there and then that I was gonna create something um, better. And and so that's what I did. And um, I planned it for six months. I didn't know what the whole of togetherness was gonna look like. I just thought I'm gonna run this festival. We're gonna do it in London. We're going to make it really accessible. So uh, the venue I found was in Canary Wharf, you know, in the financial district at the top of this this skyscraper. Um, I got in touch with the, the, the teachers that I think are really brilliant, um, really interesting. I had great, I think the curation was really good. And, and there were things in there about like the language we use and how it uh, affects our our job opportunities and our work life. There was stuff about relationships. There was stuff about sexuality. Uh, there was stuff about psychedelics. So it was quite an interesting uh, thing. But you might be interested in more in the sexuality. You might be interested more in the science of of psychedelics for depression. But and, and whilst you were there, you could have a look at some of the other things that that were going on. And uh, I really like to. I think one of the the, the most important thing with events is to make people feel welcome when they arrive. You know, I, I mean, when I go to an event, I feel a bit nervous if I don't know people. So, um, so I sort of tied the whole thing up with a lovely, a lovely kind of welcome and and a lovely way of, um, helping people to meet each other. And, um, and it was really amazing. We sold all 500 tickets. We were in the guardian. Uh, we, we did great. Um, just trying to think if I did I hire a, a PR person, I did hire a, a PR person to to help me out a bit. and and we did great uh, with that event, and there was a big sense, wow, this is something that people love, that people get stuff from that people want to continue with. And so based on that, um I then developed the togetherness uh, movement which has been a lot of, of trial and error. I don't know if you've ever had that, like your first thing, is this great big success. You're like, oh, my God, what do I do with it now?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. So I'm trying to picture this very first festival, it's, it's a, um, and you're covering this big range of subjects. They, so I think there's an important point there, though, because it wasn't just about the content, and, and which, is, which is what you've said. You know, There was good content in the other festival you went to, but it didn't feel right. There's, there's always two things at play, particularly in a live event, but I think in lots of business propositions uh, for anyone who wants to create one that's successful. One is the tangible stuff you get out of it, and the other is just what it feels like to, to be involved with that organization. And so you were doing things like making sure that people, when people turned up, they really felt welcome. Is there anything in particular you did so that that happened?
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, we train our whole, we had all these volunteers. Um, and you know, I, I got people that I work with a lot to go on the front desk. Um, so just that even the very first point of contact, it's really friendly. It's really welcoming. We do, um, we did a welcome session, which was part of the whole day. And I can't remember what we entitled it, but I think it was, you know, it was an hour long and in that hour, um, you know, I led people through a series of a little little interactions you know from moving and, and and dancing a little bit making eye contact to each other um this sort of handshake game and then we took people into little groups of uh, five or six or maybe it was it maybe it was four and they actually got to say things like um you know what you know what's your name and what 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 is it that has made you decide to come here and i think the next bit was is there something you're feeling nervous or anxious about or and when people have a chance to actually say what it is that they're uh, you know afraid of or whatever it can really uh, release it and people think oh my god that person's feeling this i thought i was the only one who was scared because i don't know anyone and all these people feel the same way and then everyone relaxes we can all treat each other like humans and, and have a richer experience together.
1: Yeah, and I've been to a couple of your things, and I think you do it very nicely where you start, because I, I, I'm not the world's number one fan of, of intense eye contact exercises and intimacy with strangers, um, even though I'm a fairly open person otherwise. But in that moment of contact, I can find that quite tense. And you lead people through this nice progression from something that feels very unthreatening until you know by the end of the evening or the end of the day you're doing things that you might not imagine that you would do at the end and uh, and i think it's 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 the it's for subtlety what you do in that i think that's really important
0: thanks john i think it's i think it's nice to um you know you can't push people too far because they just will completely shut down and the other thing is to I didn't want it to be like a club where, yeah, we're all eye gazing. We all love hugging all the time. I don't like hugging loads of strangers, you know, and, um, I like to tell people however their feeling is all right. You know, if you're, if if people are thinking this is the weirdest thing I've ever done and I feel really uncomfortable right now, that's perfect. That's just, it's good to notice it and to express that because I think it's the expression of the truth of what's there, which helps us to come together.
1: Yes, and I would agree with that. And I think you're right. So that's quite different from those sort of events you go to. I'm imagining some in Bali. Where it feels like there's this is sort of intimacy fascism of you turn up and there's <laughs> some, you know, spirit, you can use that phrase, don't you? And there's some sort of, you know, guru who makes, I, I describe their, their eye contact as like an act of terrorism. You know, they, they make such intense eye contact but it's just like disturbing. And then like if you, if you, if you're not ready to hug everybody in sight, uh, no matter their state of undress, you know, then there's clearly something wrong with you that you need to work on. So what you've done is you've said, no, we, I, intimacy is a great thing we can all work on wherever you're starting from and do it in a way where you don't have to be somebody who hangs out in Ubud in Bali all year in order to appreciate it. So I think that's
0: brilliant. Yeah, exactly. And I, like you, John, I'm, I love this intimacy fascism. This is great. Yeah. Uh, I, I found that a lot, this, this real like spiritual materialism and, and it's almost like someone, uh, I think we can all be guilty of this when we find something new that really works for us. And then we just start judging everyone else who isn't doing it, you know, but, but I, you know, that's one that I'm keen to steer away from. Yes,
1: and I, another phrase I use is yoga Nazis. So people who like you know they've discovered <laughs> yoga and they've loved it, and they love it so much they just go, "You should do yoga." Whatever your problem is, from migraines to you know a broken leg, it's like you should do yoga. And I go like, I tried yeah. yoga; it didn't do much for me. And I quite like it, but it's not life changing for me. But other things I really like. So um, you also mentioned uh, quickly there shh, dating, and you're still running this can you explain what it is because it's it's a quite remarkable event isn't
0: it? yeah this is a speed dating event without talking uh so in and it actually started because i had a girlfriend i was doing some comedy at the time i was t- was in um, australia doing some shows and we would speak every couple of days and we, we would catch up on the phone about what, what we're doing and how we've been and that was all very well but at the end of the call, we we ha- had a bit of time where we'd both be on the line, but we weren't talking. And I found this, well, we both found this really strange, compelling intimacy from that silence together. And uh, so I got together with some other people and we decided to try it out as a, as a dating uh, event. And it went great. It went really, really well. The first event, every single person got, got matched up and... Um, we sent out a press release this is an interesting story for you actually um we sent out a press release it got picked up by the Daily Mail and they did a massive double page spread on it the journalist who came was amazing and thought it was great online we got so much bile about it uh, and it got it got um, it got picked up and I'm pretty sure it even got onto Fox News and I'm not sure if it was Tucker Carlson or someone who was and we, we'd only just started, right? We weren't ready for this level of press, so we had a tiny little Facebook page with sixty-three likes, you know, and very little description. And the only thing Fox News could find about us was that tiny thing. And the guys were going, "God, this is just such a scam, such a ripoff!" Um, it was. It was really. It was really funny, but it's it's gone on to do really well in the UK, and we run uh, around two two to three events uh, a month in London. And this year, I've just started uh, to train people to, uh, and, uh, to license them, to run the events elsewhere. Um, but essentially it's, it's about meeting, um, well, essentially it's like this, John, right? We go around in the world. Um, sometimes we, uh, we, we have our different masks on, right? When we're in the boardroom, when we're with friends, when we're with people, we don't always want to show everything, right? But what can happen is we can start pretending to be someone that we think the other person wants. I don't know if you've ever had that on a, on a dating experience. Like I used to do that all the time. And so um, it, it, this kind of always leads to disaster because um, either they'll know that something's not quite genuine, it feels a bit weird, or that they'll think you're perfect. And the minute you show who you really are, they'll get really upset and vice versa. So Shush Dating is about, well, let's just forget about all of that. Let's just see how we feel with each other as as people. And uh, it's about finding the connection before you find the right words. And again, we do it with a progression. So the first half is, is connection games to build intimacy, to build skills, and, and to build sensitivity to each other. And the second half is eye gazing. And then we have an online matching system so you can match with people. And... What we find is people who match through our dating events say they tend to go on more dates with the other person than um, other dating I- events and um, so so that's pretty that's pretty cool and we we have marriages I'm going to a wedding this year. some people we met Shush dating they've actually had a baby as well which is which is lovely
1: Wow I, I love it and what, one of the other um, quite interesting things which will probably also annoyed Tucker Carson um, was that you. You broke the world spooning record, didn't you? <laughs> Can you explain what on earth that was about?
0: Yeah, yeah, that was um, at Wilderness Festival in Oxfordshire. Have you ever been to that?
1: I've heard of it, and I, I think I've got a friend that goes behind being there.
0: It's quite different because, um, but anyway, it's made by the guys who did the Secret Garden Party, um, which was which which really like changed the idea of how to run a, a festival. And that was really for people in their twenties, really partying. And what's happened is that generation got a bit older and started having kids and becoming dentists. And um, then they they they've created this wilderness festival for people who who want maybe a little bit less partying and a bit more intellect and a bit more culture. And I think um, some quite well known. Well, I think David Cameron was there last year. You know, just just hanging out. So some quite um whatever your political views there's sort of of varied, interesting people going there um so there we have our own tent and and we decided it would be really fun to promote one of our ideas which is around um touch for well-being you know consensual touch for well-being whether it's like you know hugging or whatever so we we took over the atrium stage and uh, ran this mass spooning event which was so fun we had you know families and children and brothers and sisters and people all just we made a massive conga line basically and then we got everyone down in spooning position and uh, it was really fun
1: so you, is everyone in a circle in order like a spokes on a wheel in order to spoon each other or is it just in one line we have to get the details of this right
0: okay okay yeah, so um, well, one thing I have to say is that it's not actually an official world record because Guinness didn't come down to uh, verify it. But uh, w- we made a long line and we uh, wove it uh, around uh, the, the stage. Um, so it wasn't quite a, a circle end to end, but it was a, a big spoon.
1: <laughs> and what's interesting is that On first hearing, that sounds like a uh, consent nightmare. So, uh, what's it? And what you've done, you've had to face this issue head-on of how do you stop somebody doing something inappropriate in one of your workshops? And you've, I think you've got really sophisticated, you know, responses and, and frameworks around that. I mean, is there something in particular in the spooning that you make sure? If everyone's in close bodily contact, how do you make sure somebody doesn't get some unwelcome contact
0: yeah of course well i think that it's really important how how things are set up john so um the way we set the whole thing up we talked about uh you know the way you connect with people we told them how to do it and they have to ask permission first and we got them to actually model saying no as well which was really fun because a lot of people feel like they can't say no and then we had about uh, 60 uh, people going round with jackets, checking in on everyone the whole time and watching how things are going. So I think we did. It was good. We didn't have any complaints.
1: Yeah, oh, that's great. So what is next for Togetherness? You've, well, in fact, we, we haven't mentioned, of course, Togetherness House, which you had for a year, did you? So this is the property in Covent Garden and you ran events there really
0: regularly didn't you i mean
1: several times but i
0: went to a couple several yeah. times a week was it yeah we did um we had an opportunity there was a, a really nice building which was due to be redeveloped and we had an opportunity to, to take it and within about two weeks of finding out about the opportunity i was like yep yeah, let's let's do this and i had sort of no no real plan and not a lot of resources and we, we took it on and that was really interesting to I suppose, you know, I thought that at its best, this could be an amazing model of, of you know, there's this crisis of uh, loneliness and connection and people need these skills. And maybe we can have these things a bit like yoga centers, but but for connection, you know, for your soul, for personal development, and maybe we can make a model here that can just spread around the world. So that's what we tried to do for, for 10 months. And um, we had a lot of success. We had about 5,000 people come through. Uh, and take part in things. It was uh, quite a, a tricky experience. Uh, all the costs of running a venue and and the staffing and and actually, I probably wouldn't do it again unless I had you know half a million quid and a team of ten brilliant brilliant minds to do it with. Um, but uh, it was it was great and it got our name out there a, a lot more. So uh, some of the benefits of that that I've got a lot of companies now contacting me and asking can we come and run workshops for them can we can we do things um but that uh we wrapped that up at the end of october and uh it's sadly been uh, developed now into uh, into flats and it really made me think last year was a bit i felt like i was on a hamster wheel john and I, I never really was able to step back and think about what are we doing and is it working and is it aligned with our mission and um, so this year we're, we're doing, uh, we're working more with organizations. We're creating some online uh, courses and we'll be doing about three one day uh, festivals throughout the year where people can come and find out what we're about. And this year, I really want to be out there more going to other places. Last year was like, come to us, come to the house. And actually there's loads of people out there who are really love to hear what we're doing. So we're going out to them
1: right in the uk or even outside the uk do you think
0: in the uk we've had some offers of outside of the uk and so we'll just um yeah that would be quite fun as well
1: i think it's great i think what you're doing is is very impressive and very very well executed from from what i've seen of it and uh, great ideas as well so if anyone wants to find out about everything going on at, at togetherness where should they go
0: togetherness.com it's got our website it's got loads of great free resources Uh, we've got one up there at the moment for planning your year ahead taking stock of last year and some great ones about um, games around touch you can play with partners or, or friends to learn about boundaries and sovereignty
1: and oh you mentioned online courses what would the online courses be about if you're able to say at the moment
0: yeah, it's called Foundations of Connection, and it's an online version of the course we were running last year, which was really successful. And it's to give people the tools to connect better with themselves and other people in their in their lives, wherever you are in the world. So um, it's about the ability to create community around you um, to say what you really want, and uh, you know this can help you in, in your business life, in your in your home life with your family, and, and all your relationships.
1: That's great. Well, That's fantastic.
0: Thanks very much, Adam. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ideas Lab podcast. Please do subscribe and if you've enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could leave us a review. You can get links and details of everything mentioned in the podcast in the show notes, along with photos and video clips from many of our episodes. Just go to theideaslab.org forward slash podcast.